Blog Talk Radio. listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener, and welcome if you are listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my blog talk radio community, and those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor, Audible.com, has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And, of course, later on in the show, I'm going to be sharing my audiobook selection for this week. Well, I am Always excited when I have a guest joining me. And we have Lee Carraher, and she is an author. She's a CEO. She's an acclaimed communication strategist known for her practical solutions to big problems. So I'm looking forward to my conversation with Lee. And, of course, in the next half hour, we will be talking with Taylor. I will be sharing with you some tips and Taylor's tip time. And... I'm excited because we're going to be redoing our Jumpstart 2017 organized webinar, so I will give you all of those details. And, of course, I will be having my product suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion for this week. Well, tonight's topic is about um, we have the author of Millennium and Management, The Essential Guide to Making It Work at Work. That's Lee Carraher. And... So I thought my tip, my not my tip, my basically when I go out there and do some Googling research, et cetera, and I found this very interesting about millennials. And it said 59% of millennials consider their space cluttered due to the fact that they work all the time and working to maintain a place to live. They share that they spend one hour a week looking for misplaced items. So this is the millennials, and this is our topic today because we're going to talk about intergenerational workplaces and how we can be more productive when we work together. But our guest, Lee Carraher, is a CEO and acclaimed communication strategist known for her practical solutions to big problems. She started Double Forte, a new kind of communications firm designed to work with good people doing good work for good companies by providing the best results and service in the business. So far, so good. That is not her first rodeo. She's learned a long, she's, excuse me, she's learned a lot along the way that she shares with others in the hopes that everyone can reduce drama and conflict in the workplace and create careers that matter. Lee has a reputation for building cohesive, 
high-producing teams who get a lot done well and have fun at the same time. A sought-after coach and confidant to her clients, Lee regularly helps organizations navigate complex, sensitive, and critical situations. She is a straight talker, although she does her best to be pleasant about it. An experienced speaker and facilitator, Lee blends immediately applicable insights with inspiration and humor for engaging and entertaining lessons for audiences large and small. Her first book, Millennials in Management, The Essential Guide to Making It Work at Work, is based on her own building a successful intergenerational workplace as well as the insight for more than for more than 250 managers, leaders, and employees of all ages in different industries across the country. For millennials, management, and senior leaders, this book is a practical and entertaining guide to breaking down the misconceptions between Generation Y, Generation X, and the baby boomer generations and details how to build a constructive, productive work environment that business builds business loyalty and strategic advantages. Good evening, Lee. Janet, it is so great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. And, of course, we had such a wonderful conversation in what I call my virtual green room. (laughs) (laughs) I am so looking forward to our conversation because, as I shared with you, I live with them. I am surrounded by millennials. So um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting some insight from you, um, and especially as they – pertain to the workplace. But before we get into that conversation, what made you start your company, Double Forte? So I started Double Forte in 2002, and two downturns ago, um, and really for two reasons. One is because I needed to have the flexibility to be where I needed to be to take care of my family. My extended family, my mother had been diagnosed with stage four uh, lung cancer, and was given um, four months to live, and at the time I was um, actually had taken some time off and was looking into other jobs, but I pulled myself out of those two the two jobs that I was up for because they w- would mean I couldn't travel, and I, my parents lived in Wisconsin, I live in San Francisco, and I was going to be with my mom. And that, uh, that happened, and then my... Um, My younger son has special needs, and it became very clear that he was an infant then. It was very clear that I was going to require some more flexibility than having the job that I'd had before would allow me. So I started the company Double Forte so that I could create a a place where I could flourish and other people could flourish with us um, and have a, uh, a company that sort of we did great work and we had great lives at the same time. Mm, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So your book. I mean, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, yes, yes, I can get some understanding because <laughs> I think a lot of times, you know, it's just not understanding um, a different generation. And sometimes, as I'm sure you are aware, it causes different kind of, um, you know, conflicts, loss of productivity in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So what really what prompted you just to get out there and write this book, Millennials in Management, the Essential Guide? <laughs> it is the essential guide to making it work at work, for sure. It's very practical, 
the first part of the book is a lot of data, you know, and stuff. And the back half of the book is like a how-to. And the how-to is built on actually our experience at my company after failing miserably at retaining millennials in my company. And, I mean, we had six millennials leave within three months of um, joining us all at the same time. And I, in my career, I had a relatively good career until that moment of time. You know, I had never had a 100% failure in recruiting and retaining people. So one person could be their problem, but six had to be our problem. So I just started looking into it, and I didn't know what a millennial was, and I did some research, and it was all so negative. It was just so negative. And I just can't be negative about the people who are basically the future of the business. So we did our own work. We interviewed lots and lots and lots of millennials. We did lots of reading, like classic management reading, and we created a way of working here at my company, Double Forte, that was um, the antithesis of where I had failed, right? So people had left after three months. And in San Francisco um, at the time, 2011, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there, the average tenure of someone under 30 was 18 months, not even, four, 16 months in San Francisco. And my goal was to get to three years. I'm like, if I can keep them for three years, then that would be success. So now in 2016, almost the end of, um, our average tenure for someone under 30 is actually four years. So um, we had success in our own, how we describe success, keeping people we wanted in the business. And um, then I started working, doing this kind of, same kind of counseling with my clients. And then one of them said, you should write a book. And I'm like, what book do you want to write? And they said, this millennial, you should talk about millennials. I'm like, oh. And then... Um, my publisher offered me to publish this book, and I looked at her. I said, what book are you talking about? And we came up, I mean, literally came up with it that moment. I was talking to her about something else. She offered me this deal. I was like, that doesn't happen very often. I should, this is a sign that I should do this, and I hopefully can share what we learned the very, very hard way with other people so that they can have um, more productive intergenerational teams. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting because when you were talking, a couple of things came to my mind. One was over the summer, some women I met 30-something years ago in college, we all got together, and, she, you know, we were just sharing catch-up, what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you've been doing with your career. And one of them said it's amazing that all of us have been in a career for 20 years because you don't hear that much anymore. No. But also something was I was working um was a nonprofit on a contract for about nine months. And it's interesting when you said how, how they would just come and go, and that's what was happening. These millennials would come, they would have, we would look at the resumes because the, um, the executive um, director would want me to review the resumes, and they would have these wonderful resumes, but nobody would last. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, what's going on here? This is like a revolving door. <laughs> But that's not atypical. That is actually very typical for particularly younger millennials, people who, you know, um, first few years out of school, out of college, so 22, Mm -hmm. 23, Mm -hmm. 25-year-olds in there. Mm -hmm. Very common. Um, And um, that is what people struggle with so much. And that millennials struggle with it too. They don't necessarily want to leave. They just feel compelled to leave. Um, And uh, it's it's... has really um, created tremendous tension and tremendous um, 
you know, there's a lot of assumptions from older people that oh, those kids aren't going to last. And then there are people, the you know, millennials generate come out of college ready for work, and they're like, these people don't care about me. <laughs> so that conflict mm-hmm. just you know perpetuates itself instead of, um, which is what we found with our own company, instead of you know finding that bridge so that you can understand each other's side. Yeah, yeah, because that that makes sense now. When you said that it clicked, it's like that's it. That's that's what the that missing piece was, because we were thinking, okay, they just don't really like working with old folks. But it was really, it, it like you said, it was typical. So for managers and CEOs, management mm-hmm. out there, what are some things that they can proactively do mm-hmm. because there is that generation gap um, yeah. to work better with millennials. Well, I think the first thing to understand is that this generation is very motivated to make a difference. And they really want to have an impact on the people and the organization that they choose to be with. Um, and, you know, their whole, you know, the, the world is very flat to a millennial, right? They've had, they've been one mm-hmm. click away, one email away, one tweet away, one text away from anyone they want to reach, any information they think they want to get to. And then they get into an office, and most offices are relatively hierarchical. Right? There is a pecking order, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and that's very challenging because, you know, that is not how most people are raised anymore in the school system or in college. And um, so the first piece is really to have a really good conversation with whoever's coming into your company about – Here's how things work here. We're all about improving. We want you to help us get better. Um, here's how the you know here's different career paths that are available in this in this environment. Here's where this might take you. Here's what we expect. Um, and a lot of the problems that happen is because um, older colleagues think that their younger colleagues have the same expectations about work that they do or that they did. And I can tell you, when I came into the workplace, so that was a long time ago, you know, I knew when we're, I knew not, my, you know, my, my parents drove it into me. I was going to dress up. I was going to be early. I was going to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I was going to do what they told me. This is not the experience of the millennial generation. They ask why a lot. Why are we doing it this way? Like, I have to be there by a certain time, but why? Because I'm working all night because I got my phone here. You know, they have a totally different um, expectation of how their presence matters. So instead of assuming that anyone knows, you got to like lay it out on the table. Here's when we expect mm-hmm. you here. If you're not going to be here, you need to call us because we might think you're dead. You know, <laughs> all these kinds of things, right? <laughs> um, you know, or you know, here's the dress code. There's a reason we have a dress code. The reason is this you know, whatever it is, and be ready. So one is don't make any assumptions about what they do or do not know. And just say, I don't mean to be patronizing. I don't, you know, I don't mean to be talking down. Please don't think I'm talking down to you. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Here's how this office works. Here's how email works. There are many millennials who have never used Outlook, and most companies are Outlook-based. So they get into the office, they've never used this email thing. They use a Gmail instead of an Outlook, and they don't know how to use it. Well, I never had – that didn't even cross my mind, right, that someone wouldn't know how to underline something in an email. So you have to start from zero. And it's not because they're dumb. 
It's just because mm-hmm. they're uninformed, and it's not because they're ignorant. Ignorance and, and not being informed are two very different things. Uh, they have very different knowledge. So one is to bridge that gap. Two is to invite them to the party, like ask for their input and explain why, when you start a project, explain why that project exists. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of whys. Why are we doing it this way? Why, 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 why? And you get a lot of interruptions because they've always been told why. Why is, you know, if they didn't know, they Googled it, they found out. So um, those two things, providing context and then offering, you know, asking for input, how can we make this better? And even if you don't take the input or the input's not valid, the fact that you asked for it and you listened with intention and were able to apply something, maybe even apply a sliver of it or to say, we can't do that this time, but next time let's try that. Those two things plus the expectations will go so, so far in just starting off on a good foot. And, you know, recently a friend told me of a woman who left their company and she basically felt she wasn't given enough responsibility. Mm-hmm. And typical. she said, they, she said they gave her projects, but she still felt like it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was listening to what you said. Maybe if they had really sat down, because it was only four people in the firm, right? So maybe if they had sat down and just explained, okay, this is how the projects come in, and this is her, you know, a little bit more. Maybe she would have felt more yeah. like a I think with the other piece of in. that. Right. And the other piece of that is, too, so it's also, you know, no one likes, you know, they've been at the top of their game. You know, they've been allowed to do these huge projects, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, they, you know, because millennials are taught and they feel really strongly that anyone could lead from any seat in the boat, right, then they mm-hmm. get and there's a leader. And that doesn't change very often. The leader's always a leader, right, um, is to really explain what the roles are and how much people are counting on everybody else. Because there's a misperception that the, the, the lowest level work, quote unquote, or the new work, or the work that needs to be, you know, as part of another part of the team, right, um, doesn't matter. Like filing doesn't matter. Or, um, you know, crossing T's and dotting I's doesn't matter. Or doing this research doesn't matter because it's, you know, my name's on the thing. But frankly, if you explain there's no job here that doesn't matter, because, you know, there are, I mean, I don't know, maybe there are a few people, but the vast, vast majority of businesses only hire people for jobs that they need to have accomplished, right? They only hire people for jobs that have to get done. So when you understand that, that you actually matter, right, and people take the time to explain, here's your role. If you don't do your role, I can't do my role which means the team won't accomplish, which means the company's not going to make its goal, then people have a much stronger understanding of the dynamic, why they matter, how they matter, and then how they can contribute. Uh, and often that context just gets, you know, just go, will you just please staple all this stuff? And I, you know, I see it a lot, right? Uh, but if yeah. you don't staple, you can't send the stuff out. If you can't send the stuff out, then you have no meeting. If you have no meeting, you can't accomplish, you know, all those kinds of things. So, you know, really yeah, taking a, a time to explain the role is so, so important. Mm. 
Wow, I'm I'm learning a lot from you tonight, Lee. Um, and <laughs> Thank you, Janet. So, I am. I seriously am. I mean, it, it's like an eye. It's like okay, all right. Because what you're saying, you know, some I know. I know that every little role counts, even if you are. I mean, one time I was on a project for a government contract, and it was just a group of us working to get the project. But mm-hmm. I was the last person that would see everybody's piece, and I would have to make sure everything was formulated for the proposal. And even though somebody else may say, well, that's just secretarial work, no, that's important because it's got to be formatted, right? Everything's got to be Otherwise, it doesn't get done. It's not qualified. It doesn't get done. And we don't get qualified, and we don't get the contract. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really learning. I've taken a lot of notes lately. So my last question. Well, I think the other thing about team dynamic, Janet, is that everyone needs to understand everyone else's roles, too. You know, Mm -hmm. Duncan does this, David does that, Janet does this, Lee does that. All together, we make this thing happen. If we all don't pull our weight, we don't win, period. And, um, you know, I think millennials get a really bad rap. Uh, A lot of people call them a me generation. They're all about me, 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 me. And that is not my experience. My experience is that millennials are a we generation. And the fastest, you know, the, the quickest way to get an eye roll is to say, you're not living up to your potential. Because they don't really care what we think, you know, <laughs> about their potential. Oh. If you say, you know, if you say to this generation, you let the team down and we had to cover for you, that will never happen again. Ooh. That's the fastest way to get someone in the corner, in the fetal position, because letting the team down is terrible. Not living Ooh. up to my impression of your of your uh, potential means nothing. But letting the team down, catastrophic. Wow. Mm, did you hear that, listeners? Mm. <laughs> so, Lee, as we approach the holiday season, the holiday parties, and all the wonderful festivities, mm-hmm. how can managers and employers take that time to maybe bridge some gaps so that as they move into the new year, people will be working, you know, as a team, more as a team, and people will understand each other a little bit more. Well, I think, you know, the great thing about holiday parties is that they're, you know, the great thing, the the flip side is that everyone dreads them. The great thing is that everyone has them, right? So take this opportunity this year to change it up, right? And um, there are games you can play. You could do a white elephant. That's funny. You could do, you know, there's many games you can play at a holiday party that gets everybody involved that has no risk. I mean, no one, there's no risk in it, right? Um, but you can create, so I'll give you an example. Last year at our holiday party, we create, um, I did, so I'm not in charge. So the people who are in charge created all these games. We divided the team. We only have 40 people. So we divided the team into, I think, five groups of, or eight groups of five. And each team had um, cotton balls. They had, mm-hmm. what did they have? They only had cotton balls. Cotton balls was something else. And they had to build a Santa beard with cotton balls and a glue stick. And they had, uh, and they had a minute and a half. I mean, no, it's just funny, right? It's, no one mm-hmm. can lose. But, you know, whoever got, you know, there was a prize. There was a $5 prize for everybody on the winning team. But, no, I mean, it's just funny, right? Another game mm-hmm. is when you take, you um, wrap a whole, um, you take saran wrap 
and you wrap a ball and each layer you put like a gift on and they're they're mm. they're not they don't aren't valued much right in the center mm-hmm. was a, a christmas ball a holiday ball that said you know they got a half day off that was the big prize the half day off but everybody plays you have to go around so there's lots of games and that you could play at these things you could do a you could do a white elephant where everyone brings a joke gift and then mm-hmm. it's sort of the the race to the the worst gift you know kind of thing <laughs> if you can get everybody involved um that's the key and then number 1 number 2 is don't let people who work together all the time sit together all the time right make sure that your tables mm-hmm. are mixed up maybe you know do 1 2 3 4 5 1 2 3 4 5 and everybody sits at one table or they rotate. So what I would do in my company is um, we usually have uh, two long tables, I'm uh, sorry, four tables, and then I move half the table between the first course and the second course, and then again between the second course and the dessert. So everyone's mixing it up. So, you know, you don't, don't, take the, don't go to the holiday party to, to stay in your clicks. Go to the holiday party and say, how, and then, you know, how you can mix it up. And the last thing would be, you know, ask somebody, not the boss. The boss should not plan this party, right? <laughs> somebody <laughs> younger should plan this party. So, you know, put together who wants to be involved. If no one raises their hand, just assign people. Here's, here's your budget. Here's where we have to have it here. Here's what, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here are the rules. No alcohol, alcohol, whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and let other people create it because when it goes top down, it, I guarantee you, if it's going top down, then you're missing half the boat. That is some good advice to bring people <laughs> together <laughs> into the new year. I mean, you're right. If it goes, yeah, because usually you've got your nice little career. People like to be involved sometimes and just creative, and some people are really good at that. And it's a wonderful suggestion. Lee, this has been a wonderful conversation, discussion with you. I'm telling you, I walked away with some nice little tidbits on just being able to work better with millennials, bridging a gap in my own little little world here. (laughs) So how can listeners get in contact with you in regards to your book, speaking, hiring you to come in and and bridge a gap in their company? I do all that kind of work. Um, the best place to reach me is on my website, which is L-E-E-C-A-R-A-H-E-R, LeeCaraher.com. And on Twitter, I'm at LeeCaraher, or on Facebook, I'm LeeCaraher1. And you can reach me. I'm easy to find. <laughs> and also, listeners, as you know, um, you can go to the show page and click on my guest's name, and it should take you right directly to their website. Well, I thank you so much for um, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us this evening, Lee. Janet, thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure. Thank you. And, um, oh, gosh, and next week, have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> next yes. Week Can you believe it? How did that happen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, thank you, Lee. Have a great evening. Thanks, Janet. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Well, listeners, that was an awesome interview, awesome discussion with Lee Carraher. And please go to her website. I mean, as I shared with you, I really learned some insights on millennials. 
those of you who have listened, I know that I, I live in a community where I live with a lot of millennials, and now I really better understand their work ethic. So please go to her website, get her book, you know, have her come out, you know, hire her as a consultant, as a speaker. And, of course, that was the wonderful Bob Lewis. So, of course, if you need your closet designed, Closet and Storage Concepts is the place to go. But our sponsor, Audible, is offering all of you listening a free audio book of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is slash get organized. And you can choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download the title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Again, it's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is Get Organized, your 12-month home clutter killer guide. Again, that is Get Organized, your 12-month home clutter guide. And it is by um, Luke Claudette. And it is a guide that will just help you uh, organize areas of your home so you can be clutter-free for 20 17, and I know you're all looking forward to that, and now I want to share with you some wonderful and exciting news is that I will be, we will be doing our webinar again, and it's Jumpstart Your 2017 Organized. Again, we will be holding it on Wednesday, November 30th, 8 p.m., so you can just go to my website at janetmtaylor.com and go to the page. Jumpstart 2017, you'll see a slider. Jumpstart 2017, organize. So, and this is for you if you are just frustrated because you can't find anything, you feel overwhelmed by your clutter, you promised yourself you were going to get organized this year. And so this is for you. Um, We're going to talk about, of course, how to plan. We're going to talk about some time wasters. We're going to talk about just some things you can do in this year because you still have time left to get rid of the clutter in your home and in your life. So, again, it is going to be Wednesday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and it is a free one-hour webinar. So I would suggest that you sign up, and even if you don't, because last time we did it, we had some little technical difficulty. So even if you don't, um, are not able to attend on November 30th, sign up because we will be sending out all the details, not only to you, but also to all of you who signed up for the one we were scheduled to have November 3rd as well. So, again, it's Jumpstart Your 2017 Organized. So I want to make sure that you um, definitely sign up for that as well. So moving right along to my Taylor's tip time, and I just wanted to, because we're talking about millennials, and it seems that the spaces that they're creating for you is a little bit smaller <laughs> than um, you may be used to the space, but those of us who've had a little bit more space um, have to adjust because all the space is designed 
to meet your needs. So, and and, and also, I'm going back to the statistic where it says 59% of millennials consider their space cluttered due to the fact that they work all the time. So, my tips for you is number one, you want to schedule time weekly for tasks like grocery shop, going to the cleaners, cooking, laundry, cleaning. For example, you may make every Thursday the day you go to the cleaners. So not only do you take clothes to the cleaners, but you also pick clothes up. Um, maybe Monday night, because you're looking at football, will be your day you do laundry. So you put a load in, watch some football, and, and you can do two things at once. Maybe the weekends will be your days when you will cook, like you may cook on Sunday. So you will have all your meals for the week plus your lunches. So therefore, you can maintain your healthy eating, your healthy lifestyle, um, but still save your time as well as save money too because then you will not be going out eating all the time. So that's the first thing, schedule a week. The second thing you want to do is designate a space in your home and their function. So, for example, your kitchen, make sure you have all of your kitchen items in there organized and the ones that you use, the items that you use, and your bedroom and your living room and your home office and your bedroom, your closet, you have your coats and your clothes. So because a lot of you I know are living in maybe an efficiency um, or one-room loft, so therefore just make sure you designate your areas. You have your eating area, you have your sleeping area, you have your kind of lounging, entertaining area, and of course, you may have a little small work area as well. When you are done, do the next step, which means when you're done reading the mail, either scan it, either file it, or either toss it, whatever you have to do. When you're done reading magazines and newspapers, recycle Recycle, recycle. If you decide, because I know some of you may decide to keep certain things, we'll get magazine boxes and put them on shelves. Of course, you all know how to schedule time for fun, so I don't have to tell you how to do that. And also schedule time to relax and enjoy your space. Because a lot of you are just working long hours. You're doing a lot of traveling, and sometimes you just need a moment to pop a, 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 a movie in, watch a movie, however you watch it, and just take some time and relax. So. Go on quick. Schedule time for your weekly task. Designate a space for the functions that you need for sleeping and eating and working and relaxing. When you are done, do the next step. So when you're done reading that newspaper or that magazine, do the next step, which may be recycling, and take it to the recycling bin. I will repeat, take it to the recycling bin. Schedule time for fun and also schedule time to relax. Those are my tailored tip times for this week. Well, I want to thank all of you for your tweets, your emails, and your posts on Facebook. Thank you so much. And, of course, thank you for also following me in Periscope, as well as those of you who have followed me in my Blog Talk Radio community. I thank each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your follow. I appreciate all of you. Well, today is Monday, so you know what tomorrow is. It is Toss It Tuesday. And So I am telling you to sell or donate or sometimes even toss all of your textbooks that are no longer relevant. 
have taken up valuable space. So again, for those of you who, you know, millennials and generation baby boomers, and for those who have those textbooks that are taking up valuable space that you no longer need, donate them, sell them, or just recycle them. That's my Toss of Tuesday tip for you. So my app suggestion for this week, remember the milk. It lets you organize your task by day, priority, week, home, kids, and more. It's available via Android as well as iPhone. My product suggestion is the Luna Stacking Drawer Organizer from the Container Store. And my repurpose suggestion. Your candle jars, you can use to store items in the bathroom and throughout your home. There's a lot of you like candles, but, you know, you use the candles, so you might as well use those jars for something, especially when you're limited on space and storage. So my app suggestion is remember to milk. Product suggestion is stacking drawer organizers. And my repurpose suggestion are reusing those candle um, jars. Find my app suggestion my repurpose, as well as my product suggestion on my Pinterest page, on my apps to help you stay organized, product suggestions, and repurpose boards. So please go and have Janet M. Taylor on Pinterest. Well, my quote for this week is, discipline is doing what needs to be done even when you don't want to do it. And that is how you maintain, that's how, one, you get organized, but that's how you maintain order in your home and your life. It's really taking the recyclables out to house. Once you've read all those papers, it's going through and getting rid of the junk. It's when you take stuff, you're working on a craft project, and when you are done creating, you put everything back. It is when you are trying to pull an outfit together. You finally get it together. Well, now everything's on the floor, on the bed. That means putting those shoes away, all those accessories, all those pieces away. And the same with cooking. You know, when we cook, we mess the kitchen up, but then it's cleaning everything and putting it away. So that is what it is. It's discipline is doing what needs to be done, even when you don't want to do it. So that's my quote for the week. Next week, returning is Christy Flynn. And she's going to be talking about how we can create a healthy lifestyle. So as we move towards here in the United States, just how we can enjoy the holidays, but also eat a little bit more healthy. And then, of course, after that, Beth Macy will be returning, and we will be talking about how to just have a simple holiday. You know, without all the commercialism, we can still enjoy it because I'm ready to pull out my decorations as I shared with Lee. And then, of course, then we will be having the wonderful Felicia Wallace-Benton, and she's going to be giving us some declutter tips because we're, we're slowly moving into the end of the year. So I'm hoping once again to give you some tips and some strategies and some techniques to help you get organized, which is why I hope you can join me on my Jumpstart the 2017 webinar. We had some little difficulty 
but we are going to do it again. I should say I'm going to do it again, and this time we're going to get it right, and this time we're going to send out the audio to every the actual class, to everybody who's already registered for the third, the second, who didn't, who was not able to um, receive it. So I hope you can enjoy me on November the 30th as well. So this has truly been an interesting week here in the United States, and um, I am not going to discuss what has happened or anything because everybody has seen it, and some of us are just in a little overload, and we're still trying to recuperate. But I truly hope that um, you take this time in your life to really look at your life and really begin to focus on what you need to do and need to get rid of in your life because this show is about getting organized and get organized. So whatever it is you want to get rid of, whether it's you need to get rid of some things in your uh, kitchen, your closet, your basement, your garage. And Saturday, I hope, so I hope you'll join me. I'll be doing a Periscope because I came across an article on 150 things we can get rid of right now, 150. And I started looking down the list, and I was like, oh, I have some of those. And I got that, too. So even if most organized, we have stuff. So I'm not going to share all 150 with you, but I'm going to share a few with you. And I've started um, accumulating the stuff that I need to. So not only am I going to do the Periscope, and I'm, I'm really going to work hard on getting the Periscope, but also making sure that I post that list of 150 things that we can get rid of. Because I want all of us to go on 2017 a little lighter, a little bit more clear, so that we can do all that we have been purposed to do, whether it's be a business owner, whether it's be a student, whether it's to be um, a full-time mom or um, to be a full-time dad or to start that business finally. So, um so please, if you um, aren't following me via Periscope, follow me or at least make sure you're following me via one of my social media outlets, from Google to Twitter to my Facebook pages so that you can not only see that um, Periscope but also see that list. And you can start working on that list because it's 150 um, items. And I'm sure if you took so many a week, um, you can clear out a lot of clutter. So, again, Christy Lynn will be joining me next week on Creating a Healthy Lifestyle. We will be having Beth Macy talking to us about having a simple holiday. And she's going to be joining me on, um, she's joining us on her birthday all day. So, I truly just want to thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media networks. And please visit me on my website at JanetMTaylor.com and make sure you sign up for Jumpstart 2017 Organized. So until next time, have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter 